This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 111. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 111. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. I'm happy to be here because I'm back in the United States and I barely have a voice, but I'm home and I'm getting well rested. So I just spent about a week in the Philippines. And if you recall, that was preceded by a week in Hawaii. So I was in Hawaii. I was home for like four days and then went to the Philippines. So my body does not have any idea what time zone it's in. So it doesn't even matter that we had daylight savings because my body is like totally on its own time system regardless. So I spent a week in the Philippines at a conference called Tropical Think Tank. And I have to tell you, I signed up for this conference and I was a little bit nervous because I felt like I might be a little bit out of my league. And also going to the Philippines is really far away. I was worried I was going to like have a panic attack on the plane because I was going to be in the air for so many hours and possibly worrying about being that far from my family. And I was worried I was going to feel very stuck and out of control on such a long flight. So the flight was on my way there. It was a 13-hour flight out of Seattle and then an hour and a half layover in Taipei and then a three-hour flight from Taipei to Cebu, Philippines. And then on the way back, I had a very similar flight pattern except for that I had nine hours in Taipei. So I spent nine hours at an airport instead of an hour and a half, which is a long time to sit in an airport. So while I was gone, I was sick almost the whole time. I didn't have a voice for two of the five days. And then the other three days, I was at this five-day conference, five-day event. And two of those days, I barely had any voice. And I felt 
awful between having this cold and being jet lagged. And then the rest of the time, I just was like hoarse and sounded weird. And so I was very self-conscious about being like the weirdo that like didn't have a voice and sounded sick and disgusting. And with all these people I didn't know and whatever, as it turned out, like people were still friendly with me. So it all worked out. There was other reasons I was worried about going though. I was worried about being so far away for so long. I thought like if something happens and I have to get home quickly, how do I get home quickly? Like, how do you get home quickly for the Philippines? Like best case scenario, it's 23 hours of travel. That's the only way to get home. Like no matter what, you have two flights and some sort of long layover somewhere. And so I was definitely a little nervous about that. Also, I didn't know anyone else going to this event. I know of people who've gone in the past, but I didn't know anyone there. And so this little thing happens. It's called the imposter syndrome. Maybe you're familiar with it. So the imposter syndrome is when you start to question yourself and you think like, who am I to go do this? Like, I'm not that smart or that successful or like these people, they all know more than me and they all deserve to be here, but I don't really deserve to be here. And like, who do I think I am? And you kind of feel like an imposter in your own skin. And this is very common among entrepreneurs. When I started a podcast, I was like, who am I to like start a podcast and like talk about things like as if I know it all. And so this is a really common thing among business owners and entrepreneurs that we feel kind of like, is this really us? And do we really have what it takes? And we, there's a lot of second guessing. And that's very, very normal. And so I think that oftentimes we get in our comfort zone in whatever we're doing. And this might be in entrepreneurship. This might be in your business, whatever your profession is. This might just be being at home, being a mom. You get very comfortable doing what you're doing. And then when you have to stretch your boundaries a little bit, all of a sudden you're like, I can't do that. Like, that's not what I do. And you immediately feel uncomfortable and you doubt yourself, even though you're fully capable. And even if you saw someone else trying to do the same thing, you'd be like, yeah, totally go do that thing. Like you can totally do it. I know you can. I have confidence in you, but oftentimes we doubt confidence in ourselves when we're facing new and different situations. So that is a huge part of the reason that I signed up for this event. Actually, I signed up for this event because I wanted to be pushed and stretched in new directions, but I also knew going into it that I was going into a situation with people who are extremely successful, who have been doing, you know, running online businesses for a long time. And I was a little bit nervous that I was going to be a very small fish in a very big pond. So then I get there and I'm sick and just like communicating with people was challenging because I just felt awful, but I was trying to be like as perky and as peppy as I could be. So that was a bit of a challenge. And then about half of the group there, so there was 50 of us, about half of the group already knew each other. They had been to this event in previous years and I didn't know anyone. So that was a little intimidating. A funny thing happened though. I met someone my very first afternoon there shortly after I got in. So I landed at like 10 AM or 11 AM on my first day there. And I didn't have to be anywhere until seven o'clock that night. So I immediately went down to the water, down to the beach and just hung out there for a few hours, trying to like thinking maybe I would take a nap and just trying to kind of rest a little bit after my crazy long travel situation. And I met a girl down there named Melissa and a woman, like anyone under 50 is a girl in my book. She's a woman actually though. So I met this woman, Melissa, and we were down by the water, by the beach. We were like the only two people standing in the water for the moment. And we put together that we were both there for the same event. And we talked for a little bit. And then I being very conscious of the sun, I was like, you know, I don't have any sunscreen on. I'm afraid I'm going to get burned. So I'm going to go back over here to where I'm laying down. But you know, I'm sure I'll see you a little bit later. Well, our paths ended up crossing multiple times. We ended up sitting together the next day for the first full day of the Tropical Think Tank conference. And we just 
totally hit it off and had a great time. And like, now it's like, we've known each other forever. So it's always fun to look back and see those things because I go into situations often, like I don't need to meet anyone. Like I'm good. I have enough friends. And that's kind of my defense mechanism. And then I meet people and it's oftentimes the first person that I meet and I'm like, wow, like actually, no, I did need to meet someone new. I did need to have this like new interaction or make this new connection. So it's kind of fun to look back at those things. And I don't ever assume that those things will happen, but it's really fun when they do. And, you know, I used to be someone who was so nervous about new relationships. And so like, I was so guarded, I think with my energy and guarded with like who I wanted to let in that I wouldn't let opportunities happen sometimes. And I've really gotten better about meeting people and talking to people and getting to know them, which has created the opportunity and opened the door for a lot of new friendships and new relationships. So I would really, really encourage you when you do have these kinds of opportunities, you know, I'm always saying like, don't overbook yourself, don't overextend yourself, like don't add more meaningless relationships to your life because your time is valuable and your time is very limited. Like time is the most precious commodity that we have. It's certainly something we can't get back once we've spent it. So you want to choose wisely when you choose who you're going to invest your time in. But I also think it's important to be open to new relationships and open to people that can help you learn and grow in new and different ways. And so that was definitely a lot of what Tropical Think Tank was about, was learning from new people and learning from people who are entrepreneurs and business owners like myself, but who do totally different kinds of business than me. So that was really fun and really like amazing to see what you can learn when you put 50 people who have very different backgrounds and run very different businesses and at very different levels and calibers. You know, some people are like in multi-million dollar businesses and some people are just starting out and like barely able to pay their bills. But it's amazing the common ground that you can find when you put yourself in situations with people that have something in common with you. And I think that's especially important for moms because you can put yourself in situations that are like mom situations. You know, you join some sort of mom group or join some sort of group, maybe in support of one of your kids' school activities. And you immediately, you already have this common ground. Like you are in this together, you are moms together. And then where can you find your people in that group? And where can you find your tribe? You know, Danielle Laporte has this great saying, find your tribe, love them hard. And I'm always looking to either enhance the tribes that I already am part of or build new tribes that can be meaningful to me. And so that's definitely part of what I did while I was at Tropical Think Tank because I built a little bit of a new tribe, a new tribe of people who I will be forever connected to. And I left that experience saying to many of the people that I met, I said, this is like summer camp. Like you take 50 entrepreneurs and you put them in the Philippines on a little island in a resort. We left the resort one time in the week that we were there. So you put them in this very intimate situation And we only have each other for the five or so days that we were there. And you can't help but leave with really powerful relationships, much like if you ever went to summer camp, it's a lot like that, except for sadly, this was the last year of this event. So we can't be like, hey, we'll see you again next year. Instead, we were just like, okay, like bye forever, like crying on the last day. But we all made vows to keep in touch. We're connected. I mean, luckily there's social media and everything. So we are all well connected with each other and able to stay as connected as we want to. But that's a very, very powerful thing to find a tribe people that you can relate to and then seek out significant relationships within that tribe. And then from there, you can really grow together and really lean on each other in ways that maybe you didn't even know that you needed people to lean on. So the four reasons that I went to this event, that I went to Tropical Think Tank, and I'm sharing this with you because I think it's important that you seek out things in your life that mirror this. It might be very different than what I did, but I think it's important that on some level, we are seeking these things out as women and as moms. And so it doesn't necessarily mean you have to fly halfway around the world to do it. It might mean that you like sign up for something in your local neighborhood. It's like one time a month you meet up with some sort of 
group of like-minded people. It might be that you join a book club. It might be that you join a church group. I mean, there's so many different things that you can do. So I'm not saying that you need to do something as big and as dramatic as flying to the Philippines for a week without your family. But I do think that it's important that we do take advantage of these opportunities to find our people and to be in a place and be like, wow, like these are totally my people. They get me, they feel me. Like I love them, I need them. Because we all exist oftentimes in some sort of lonely circle. And so whether that's being a stay-at-home mom where you're spending most of your time by yourself, I mean, aside from children, but you're not around a lot of adults during the day, or maybe it's in your professional environment that isn't super stimulating to you anymore, or maybe it's like that you want to do something new and you don't even know what direction to go. And so you feel isolated in your current work because it's no longer fueling your fire. Or for me, like in entrepreneurship, when I'm spending most of my time working by myself during the day, and so getting out and talking to other entrepreneurs is extremely powerful for me. So that's why I'm sharing this with you. So the four reasons that I wanted to attend Tropical Think Tank and do something halfway around the world that was slightly terrifying was that I wanted to connect with other people, like other like-minded professionals. I wanted to learn from them. I wanted to learn. I knew I would be intimidated by this group of people, but I wanted to learn from them because I knew that they had valuable things to teach me. And so I knew I maybe would be one of the least successful people in the room, but that didn't matter to me. I wanted to learn from the people who have gone before me. Because the thing about learning from people who go before you is then you don't have to reinvent the wheel. When you want to go change something about your life, you just model it after something someone else has already done and you do it in your own way. So that makes it unique and different and special but you don't have to go reinvent the wheel. So I could go and see like, oh wow, this person who's doing this other business thing in Australia, for example, is doing some things that are really cool to me. And I would love to bring some of those ideas into my business. Or you might be able to go be part of the PTA or go to a book club and see that like, oh, this is how other people are tackling issues in motherhood. And this is how I can bring that into my household and improve our quality of life. So there's all sorts of ways to make this really helpful and make these learning experiences extremely, extremely valuable by learning from other people who are doing things similar to you. It might parallel you. It might be on a totally different level than you, but in some way it will be beneficial for you to learn from them. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A 
T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. The third reason I wanted to go to Tropical Think Tank was to grow I know that I grow most when I surround myself with people who are more successful than me. And so I have to go into these very unique learning environments and also learning environments where I'm away from home, where I can go and get new information and have time to digest it while I'm there. So in like in my hotel room at night or at the airport, you know, after I leave. So I have these isolating experiences where I can go into essentially a think tank, which is what this was. And I can learn stuff there. I can immediately put down ideas on paper and figure out how to implement it. And then I can come home ready to take action. So growing was a big part of this. Growing professionally was a big part of it. But also I grow personally when I attend things like this because it gives me tremendous confidence. And it's like a big ego boost to challenge yourself to be like, you know, I'm going to do this thing that's extremely uncomfortable. I'm going to travel halfway across the world and spend a week with 50 people I don't know who I think might be like ridiculously way more successful than me. That pushes me in new and uncomfortable ways. And so then when I have accomplished that, when I get done, I'm like, wow, I just did that. That was really amazing. So I have newfound confidence when I come back from that. And there's also all this inspiration and motivation behind the things I want to do with my businesses. And so that's very exciting for me. And those are huge growing steps for me. The last reason was that I wanted to go to Tropical Think Tank to stretch myself. I wanted to be uncomfortable. This is something I talk about a lot, but being comfortable being uncomfortable is a big thing for me because I grew up where every single day of my life was extremely predictable. We lived in this little bubble because my mom had grown up and my mom had put herself in situations where things were very predictable. I grew up where things were very predictable. So everything in my household was very much like, this is what we do at this time every single day. This is what we do on this night every single week. Like there was no unpredictability. My sister and I never changed schools until we went to high school and then to college. 
We didn't have like disruptions in our schedules. We didn't have extracurricular activities. So it was really like we went to school, we came home, we did homework. We had like a TV schedule that was like on these nights, these are the shows that we watched. And we had dinner at the same time every night. Dinner was often very predictable in terms of my mom like was very organized with like a menu and it was all planned out. And so my life was extremely routine growing up, which means that when I got outside of that world in college, I was kind of a mess. It was extremely overwhelming for me and challenging for me to be in new situations and be in unpredictable routines. And I didn't like it. And I really shied away from it. And I really, really struggled with it. The two times I went to camp growing up, I was a freaking disaster. The first time I went, I was the summer after the fourth grade. I had never been away from home except for to spend the night at friends' houses. And even at that, it was like I spent the night at the same like three kids' houses probably my entire childhood. So I wasn't like always going to new people's houses or different people's houses. So just going to camp as a child for me was extremely traumatic. I spent most of the time crying during the first time I went to camp. I came back from that first camp experience and I knew I was going to camp with my fifth grade class at the end of the year. In September of the fifth grade, I was already hysterical about going to camp in May with my fifth grade class. And it got so bad. The first week of fifth grade, every morning I was sitting at my desk crying. And finally, at the end of that first week, my teacher pulled me out into the hall and she said, what is going on? Like, why are you so upset every morning? And, and my mom worked at the same school that I went to and was really good friends with my teacher. So she called my mom down to talk about it. And I was a disaster, like sobbing hysterically, crying because I was so scared to go to camp in May. And my mom and my teacher were like in disbelief that I was, here it was the first week of September, and I was panicking about how I was going to survive going to camp in May. So this is how challenging new situations were for me growing up that I would anticipate them with so much fear that I would like have myself traumatized months in advance. As it turns out, fifth grade camp was actually super fun. I went to fifth grade camp. I got the chicken pox on the third day and I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want to have to leave. So I exposed the entire camp to the chicken pox and it was a really, really great time. I was there with all my classmates. I was there with my teacher. Like it was a very different experience than the summer before. But that was a big, big deal to go through that. My mom took the day off of work to drive us, to drive some of my classmates and I to camp because she was very worried about how I was going to be given that I had been so upset about and spent the whole year worrying about it. So it was like a big deal. Going to college was very similar. She dropped me off at college and I was like hysterical and I called her crying like every day that first week of college. And at the end of the first week, I had her pulled out of a meeting and I insisted that she come pick me up at college. Now, mind you, I was almost 19 years old and I was a blubbering mess, hysterical, like demanding that my mom come pick me up at college because I was not going to stay here. <laughs> so change and transition are not my strong suits, but I've learned to make myself do them because I've learned that when I do these kinds of things, when I put myself in a new environment with new people, this is where I grow. And now it's like the most exciting thing in the world to me. And so I've really flipped that in the last 10 years to really embracing new opportunities and embracing uncomfortable situations because I know how I feel afterwards and I know how much I grow from them. So I just constantly make myself do these things. That doesn't mean I'm not nervous. I was super nervous going to the Philippines. I was nervous that first day on the beach when this woman, Melissa, came up and started talking to me and I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to talk to a new person. Like those situations, I always get a little nervous about them, especially going to the Philippines for a week. I was actually quite nervous. And the day before I was even like, why am I even doing this? Like, I don't need to go to the Philippines. I can't believe I signed up for this. This is way too big of a deal. Like this is irresponsible of me to be away from my family and it's hard and 
I'm going to be exhausted and the 16 hour difference for the time change. So I was like, this is just going to be a disaster. Like, why did I sign up for this? And it wasn't cheap either. I'm like, I can't believe I put all this money into this stupid thing. And then I got there and it was phenomenal. So I think that that's why we have to do these things because it's the easiest thing in the world is to talk yourself out of them. The easiest thing in the world is to say, oh, I don't really need to do that. Like I probably wouldn't get that much out of it anyways. And the truth is you won't get that much out of it unless you put a lot into it. And unless you really like look for the things you want to get out of it. So for me, like I've been to a ton of conferences and opportunities to learn from different business things and different entrepreneur things. And I've done a ton of fitness conferences and especially with fitness conferences, you know, after a while, I'm like, I kind of know all this stuff. Like I've been to so many in the past 14 years, you know, being in the fitness and there's certainly a lot of things I've heard over and over again, but it's, I always see it as my responsibility to learn new things and find new things to learn in any situation. So find new takeaways, find things that I can use to make me better, to make my business better, to make my gym better, to help my members more. And so that was a big part of going to the Philippines was being able to do all that, to push myself, to learn and grow and stretch and connect. So with that, I want to tell you why you should do some of these things. So I've mentioned some of this already, but I want you to think about what could happen if you were to do something like join a book club, join a church group. It could be a Bible study. It could be a church choir. Like there's multiple things going on at most churches. Join a professional organization. So this might be an organization that is specific to your career path. So I know that like if, you know, if you're a lawyer, there's all sorts of lawyer, professional lawyer organizations. If you're a real estate agent, there's going to be organizations for you. There might also be professional organizations that are for people who are looking to build business. And so it might be if you have your own business or it might be that even that you have your own business, but you're looking to just expand in the business that you're in. So there's groups like BNI, which stand for Business Networking International, where you can go and you join a group with a bunch of other business owners and you learn how to refer business to each other. And so I was in BNI for seven years as a gym owner, and that was a way for me to get new gym members and share business with a lot of other professionals. You know, we had like a hairdresser in that group who did not own her own salon, but she was just a hairdresser who wanted to have more clients. She wanted to improve her interpersonal skills and her ability to attract the right kind of people into her business. And so she came and she joined our group and she was like, how can I get better leads? How can I get better people coming in to see me? How can I improve in what I'm doing professionally? In Seattle, there's a group called eWomen. So it's a professional women's organization. And in that group, there's all sorts of like life coaches and writers and speakers and any profession you can imagine. There's also real estate agents and more traditional professional roles in there as well. So in any city, there's going to be professional organizations that will either be people that do the same job that you do, or they will be a group of people where it's more of a hodgepodge of professions put into one group, but you are getting together for the sake of improving yourself in business. Any of those can be super, super helpful in giving you like new energy and renewed energy into your business and into your profession. They can also be really helpful in connecting you in new and different ways within your industry or within the business community around you, which can be so energizing because I know I worked for years in a psychiatric hospital with children before I got into fitness and that got very stale. It got really exhausting. Like I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over sometimes. And it felt like because of the population we were working with, I was working with really troubled children. It got really intense sometimes. And I felt like I didn't always have the skills that I needed. And I would have benefited from being part of like an organization of people who worked in that clinical setting. And I didn't have that. So there's always reasons to push yourself professionally by joining professional groups. There's also moms groups. So in Seattle, there's PEPS, which is a parent support group for very early childhood. So newborn babies. So you're 
partnered up with other families in your area that have babies born usually within a month of you. So that's for brand new families. There's also MOPS, which is a more of a national group and they have chapters all over. So I believe it's mothers of preschoolers, but it's mothers of a little bit older, not school-age children, but not brand new babies. So there's moms groups like that. Also within your school, there's lots of opportunities for you to get involved and be a part of different organizations within the school, I would imagine. So there's a lot of different ways that you can be connected to groups of like-minded people where you can stretch yourself a little bit. And the great thing about doing this is you're not always going to have success. Like sometimes you're going to be like, what am I doing here? And Like, I can't relate to any of these people. And this is like not my tribe. And that's okay. But oftentimes you will find your tribe or you will find one or two people that you connect with and that will make the experience worth it for you. So it's important to try these things on because the power of being around like-minded people helps you improve your life in really dramatic ways. And so I think it's important to find new tribes and love them hard so that you have these opportunities to push yourself to grow. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. 
So the reason I wanted to share my experience with you is because I wanted to impress upon you the power of being around like-minded people. There is so much that comes out of this. And I know that every time I'm around, you know, I have two groups of mom friends and every time I'm around either of those groups, I walk away thinking like, oh, they just get it. Like that is so validating. It makes me feel so much better about my struggles, imperfections and motherhood because I know that other women in my life are having the same issues. When I go to business events, Again, I'm like, oh, they just get it. Like they know what's hard about being a business owner, but they also know what's amazing about being a business owner. And I can talk that language with them. Same thing if you're part of a church group, you have a common language and these commonalities. So there's so much benefit to being around like-minded people. The second thing would be to find people who speak your language. And so, you know, when I first had Vinny and he was like a month old and he was having all these eating problems, my friends who had two and three-year-olds would say, oh, don't worry, it gets better. Like nursing is hard, but you just get through it. I kind of just wanted to kick all those people in the face. That was not helpful to me at the time. I needed to be around people who were right there with me. So when we joined this parent group called PEPS, and it was all moms who had babies within just a few weeks of me, all of us could say like, oh my gosh, we all have like six week old, or I think at the time the babies were two or three months old. We could all say, oh my gosh, we have these two or three month old babies and it's so hard and like they don't sleep and nursing sucks. And like we all got to be in that place together at the same time. No one was saying, don't worry, it gets better. Just hold on, just hang in there. It'll be fine. Like no one was saying that. Everyone was just validating each other's experience. That felt so good. And that gave us all the energy to keep moving forward because we were all speaking the same language. We could all relate to what each other was saying. The next reason is that you want to be a part of groups where you can connect with people who I want to say more successful. That's not always the right word, but people who are maybe like have more wisdom around the situation than you. And so for me, when I go to these professional events, I'm often connecting with people much more successful than me. So I have tons of things I can learn from them. I can learn from what they've done. I can learn from their mistakes. You might find that if you join a mom's group or a book club or a church group or something that you're with people who have more wisdom and more life experience around a certain topic. And that can be really helpful to you. And you can see like, oh, like this is how it works down the road. This is what I'm striving for. This is the direction I want to go. That can be really, really helpful and really inspiring. And that can motivate you to take steps moving forward. I know that when we get new members at my gym and they see someone who has maybe lost 50 pounds and they're like, wow, like that's my goal is to lose 50 pounds. And to see that this person here did it, that's really inspiring. And then the person who did it can say like, yeah, this is what I did. And it actually wasn't that hard. And these are like the simple steps I took every day. So surrounding yourself with people like that, who are already like working towards the goals you want to work toward and who already have a little bit of, I want to say longevity there maybe, or have already had a little bit of success there. That can be really, really helpful for you. And it's almost like someone else has done the dirty work for you. Like they can just be like, Hey, so if you really want to lose 50 pounds, like here's the way you do it, you know, rather than you trying to sift through the internet and find like the best way to lose 50 pounds, which we all know is going to get you down like a rabbit hole of all sorts of insanity and inappropriate ways to go about it. So finding other people who are doing what you want to do and learning from them and finding other people who are successful in ways you want to be successful and learning from them is invaluable. The next reason would be to stretch your boundaries so that you'll be able to grow in new directions. You have to stretch your boundaries if you want to grow in new directions. Like you can't stay in the same place and keep moving forward. Does that make sense? So we often think like, oh, like in three years, I want to be in this place. But then like we don't do anything to start moving toward that place. So you can't stay in the same place and move forward at the same time. So how can you stretch your boundaries a little bit so that you actually start moving forward? Think about the small steps that you can take, the little things you can do to get a little bit more uncomfortable. Maybe it's joining a gym, maybe it's joining a book club, maybe it's joining a church group, maybe it's joining you know a professional organization. 
Maybe it's just reaching out to a group of friends you already have that you haven't rallied yet. And maybe it's sending out an email to like five women that you know who all have kids the same age as yours to say, hey, let's all get together for coffee or let's all get together for wine and just like hang out for a bit because you probably have women in your life that have these commonalities and you've just never connected them all. And that can be really powerful too. And then all of a sudden you have like this new tribe, you've created a new tribe from your existing tribe, which can be really fantastic. And that's kind of what happened with us, with one of our group of friends that we just got back from Hawaii from is that we were people who knew each other in different capacities. But when we all had children born really close together, we built our own tribe within our larger network and within our larger tribe. So you can build tribes within your tribe. And that can be so helpful to have those new people where you can sit and have those common experiences together. So don't be afraid to be the ringleader and to be the person who takes charge. And that can be a big stretch of boundaries right there. But doing that will also help you. Like if you can rally a group like that and build a new tribe and be, you know, a little bit of a ringleader in that, it shows that you can also do it in other areas of your life. The next piece of value in finding a new tribe and growing a new tribe is that you find cheerleaders and you become a cheerleader. So there's people who will want nothing but for you to be extremely successful and happy. And you also will want nothing but for the other people in your tribe to be extremely successful and happy. And so you all end up cheering for each other and supporting each other, which can be so valuable and so comforting, especially in times when you feel maybe exhausted or defeated or deflated. That can be really, really helpful. Next would be to discover new possibilities. So when you push yourself to be a part of a new experience, to be part of something new and different that's a little uncomfortable, you discover new possibilities. I discovered there was all these things I learned at Tropical Think Tank where I thought, oh, wow, I've never really thought about going a certain angle or going a certain direction with a couple things in my businesses. But if I do that, here's where I could see it going that would actually be so much better or more fun or more helpful or more successful than some of the other things I've been considering. So discovering those new possibilities by getting some of those outside influences can be extremely helpful and you can learn a ton and you can get really excited about new options and new possibilities. And then lastly, the opportunity to refresh and recharge. So for me, when I go away with the intention to learn something new, I come back ready to go. Like I actually put my notebook with all my notes from the conference. I packed it in my suitcase accidentally instead of in my carry-on. And I was so mad because I had this nine hour layover in Taipei where I was thinking, oh, I want to like go through all my notes and like put together my plan of action. And then that notebook was packed in my checked luggage and I couldn't get to it. And I was so upset because I was so recharged and like, yes, like these are all the things I'm going to do. And I can't wait to get started. And I'm going to get started right now. And then I couldn't get started. And I actually was able to remember a few things that I worked on for a little bit, but some of the bigger things I couldn't remember. But you will come back feeling this like sense of renewal and sense of new energy, which can be really, really helpful and really exciting. It makes you excited about your life. So I do this really routinely. Like I can tell if I haven't done something in six months to push myself a little bit, I get stuck in a rut. I stop growing. I stop challenging myself. I stop doing new things. And then I start getting a little bit, not so necessarily depressed, but I just get like, I'm not motivated by anything. I'm not motivated to do great things in any of my businesses because I'm just like, eh, blah, whatever. So for me, having that time to step away is big time to refresh and recharge because I'm learning new things and figuring out how I can implement them. And that is extremely exciting for me. And so whether that's, you know, a big getaway kind of thing, like it was for me, or if it's just like once a month, you go to book club, 
either way, having those opportunities to refresh and recharge are really, really essential and really critical because I think they allow for professional growth in many situations, but if nothing else, they allow for personal growth. And that's key, right? Even at the very least, you just get some personal growth where you're like, yes, I connected with other people, like-minded people, and I enjoyed myself and I got some time to like just be me with my people. That has huge, huge value. So that's why I wanted to share with you my tropical think tank experience. I just wanted to share with you why I went, why I thought it was a scary decision. I was definitely a little intimidated by it. I felt like the whole thing was a little daunting when I signed up and especially in those last few days leading up to it, but it was ultimately just tremendously valuable. It was something I learned so much. It was a life experience I will never, ever forget. And as part of that, one of the things I came home thinking about was that masterminding. So one of the things that we did at Tropical Think Take was that we did masterminding every day. So every day we would have in the morning, we had three speakers that we would listen to and they would present on different topics. And then in the afternoon, we sat together at a table with five other people and we masterminded. And what that means is that we all went around the table and we had a timer. And for 20 minutes, we would say like, these are the problems I'm facing, or these are the questions that I have or where I want some direction in my business or in my life, whatever you could choose, whatever you wanted to talk about for 20 minutes. And so you would spend your 20 minutes and everyone would give you feedback and input. And it was super valuable. And at the end, you're like, yes, like I got it. I know what to do. So it was an extremely valuable part of what we were doing there was we were learning from other people, other amazing people. The speakers that came in to talk to us about different topics were just phenomenal. But then we also got to sit every afternoon and mastermind with other people. And masterminding allows you to talk about what you're struggling with and then get feedback on it. And then after you get the feedback, then you set goals and you say like, oh, okay, now that I've got this feedback, now I'm going to do A, B, and C. And this is what I'm going to do to move forward. And this is how I'm going to meet this next goal, which is so incredibly valuable. So what I came back with, one of my ideas coming back, I was like, oh my gosh, we obviously need to have a shameless mommy mastermind. I mean, why haven't we already done this? So I'm going to be putting together a small group of people where we will actually be doing a shameless mommy mastermind. So if you are looking for like-minded moms to talk about anything in your life, whether it's goal setting around motherhood or goal setting around changing careers, goal setting around weight loss, goal setting around just establishing new habits. Maybe you want to eat healthier. Maybe you want to take up a new hobby. Maybe you want to go back to school. But if you are wanting to be part of a conversation with like-minded women and myself, I'm going to be setting this up. So I don't have details yet, but I'm working on them in the next few weeks. So if you just want to be on my interest list, if you're interested in a shameless mommy mastermind, go ahead and email me at info at shamelessmom.com. Again, that's info at shamelessmom.com. You can email me and just say, I'm interested in the subject line and then say, I want to know more about the shameless mommy mastermind once you have it, once you have details. And I'll make sure that you get details as soon as I have them. Right now I'm doing something similar like to this with my gym members where every Monday night we have a video conference call and we talk about our goals for the week. We talk about our wins for the week, which is super, super fun. We get to all see each other virtually because we're all on a video call, but we can do it from our own home. So we don't have to actually leave. Most of my gym members are moms. So it's hard for them to get away in the evening. So sometimes, you know, we've had people who are like on the call and also giving their kid a bath at the same time. <laughs> so like no shame in the mommy game, right? So I think this is just an extremely valuable experience. And I look forward to being able to offer this on an international level because we can do all everything virtually. So I don't have to limit it just to my gym members. So I will be opening up the Shameless Mommy Mastermind coming up shortly. So if you're interested, again, 
just go ahead and email me info at shamelessmom.com and I will give you more information as soon as I have it rolling out. And I'll be talking about it a little bit more on the podcast as I get the pieces put in place as well. So I look forward to connecting with you via email. I also look forward to, I guess, being back here with you in a few days for our next episode. So make sure you tune in on Wednesday for a fantastic interview with my friend Liz, who is a phenomenal mother of seven. Oh my gosh, can you believe it? We had a great time chatting, so you'll love that interview. Thank you for spending time with me today in the Shameless Mom Academy. I always appreciate that you choose to spend your time here with me. And I hope you have a fantastic day. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the TILT Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone, and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.